0: Hi, my name is Tina and I talk a lot. lot, lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what, this isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business, and I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books, all the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show, Tina Talks A Lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, today on the podcast, which we're trying out video for the very first time, I thought, you know what, if I'm gonna hit record, Might as well have multiple places that this beautiful uh, show can live. So first things, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Uh, It will be hanging out over on YouTube if you're listening to the podcast and you just want to see me. Um, It's just me in my office, Uh, but I think sometimes it's fun uh, to see the environment and see facial expressions and all of that. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm excited that you're here today. I uh, was on the call with my, on a call with my coach uh, this morning and it just like this inspiration and spark just hit for this specific episode uh, because uh, my coach, his name is Mark LeBlanc, had, had referenced Shark Tank. And if you're anything like me, you have binge watched these episodes of Shark Tank, I I think it might be if if no one else is around, because my kids are like, mom, really? And my hubby, okay, he will, but it's not his favorite. <laughs> and so um, if no one else is around, like that is what I uh, would watch. I love seeing people's ideas and passions for their business. I love the uh, responses you get from the sharks. And of course, like, well, not of course, but for me, like actually makes me teary-eyed uh, when people either don't get a deal or they get a deal. Um, I'm either sad for them or just like elated uh, usually. So I wanted to share with you three things that I believe any business owner can learn from Shark Tank, uh, from the people on there, from the, the, the actual sharks, um, and that we can apply it to our own business, whether or not uh, we're in business to get an investor. Now, I'm not, I don't have any, um, plans ever in my business world to have investors because I personally love to have control and that's just who I am. And I can't imagine a world where I had to talk to a board or talk to an investor, um, before I make a choice. So that's just me. I know that's not all investments, but for the most part, my business is, uh, absolutely going to be 100% owned by me. So what can I learn from shark take then, right? Like I'm not going to produce a product or make, you know, make an actual physical, tangible product to bring on there or some sort of software or whatever. Um, But there are still some things that we can pay attention to. So if you haven't watched the show, just a little synopsis, people go on there with a great idea. They present it to the sharks and they're looking for them to invest in their company. I think that's pretty obvious, but maybe you're not familiar with it. So when they go on the show and they stand up there and they like present themselves and present uh, their business, generally they get up there with a really good script. And of course, the more that it can feel natural, the better. And the stronger the story. So I've watched several episodes where someone will get up there and maybe they don't have the best product or the best branding or, or whatever but they are so passionate about what they're doing that the sharks can't help but say, yeah, of course we want to invest in you because you are like literally the most passionate person about your product. And we see this thing having legs, right? And so um, that is a big piece of it because of the way in which they, told, they had a story and then they actually told their story. What that's gonna do is help people connect with you. And so from any business that I've had, I have had a story, I've had a why. And you know what, actually, sometimes there's a lot of stories that uh, led you to that one decision, so just pick one. Uh, For me, when I started my very first company, when I went off on my own from corporate to entrepreneurship, uh, which I think I was kind of destined to be in my whole life. um, But when I went into that, when I went into um, the entrepreneurship world, Of my story at that time that I just said on repeat was that Facebook had just come out with business pages. Now that completely dates uh, myself and my business history and that's a-okay but there was a world without social media before if you can imagine and when Facebook business pages came out I thought Oh my goodness, business owners are going to struggle with this. And honestly, 13 years later, almost 14 years later, they're still struggling with it, right? Because things change all the time. Not every business owner has a marketing mind and and they need support. And I remember people kind of laughing about it, like what, you're gonna leave corporate and help people do Facebook? Like for one thing at the time, it was for like high school and college students, it was just coming into mainstream, believe it or not. And it was laughable. Well, now, I mean, every marketing agency, if they're not managing social media or helping run it or doing ads or whatnot, I don't know what they're doing because that's like the main main thing right now, right? We see that. So anyways, that's a tangent. But my story had to do with helping business owners because I saw a need. I knew I could fill it with my marketing design background and, and degree. And that I was the right person for the job. And so for a decade, that's what I did. And now I get to help and support business owners with that in a different capacity, uh, which I love and enjoy. But that was part of my story. And it hit people. Because when I was telling someone my story, I wasn't actually putting them right into the story. I wasn't like selling it to them. But I was saying, hey, I started this because I knew small business owners would struggle with Facebook. And they're thinking, I'm struggling with Facebook right? So they connected with it. So you might not be looking for an investor in your business, but you're looking for customers. Like uh, newsflash, if you're in business, you are in sales. And so being able to tell your story and and why you're getting started, it has to be about the end user, right? Um, And that piece is going to sell. So uh, so your story, that's number one. Like you've got to have your story. It doesn't even have to be super succinct. You just have to be able to tell it. Tell why you got started or why you're doing what you're doing, what problems you're solving. And that will be, that honestly could be enough. Now, the second thing that gets asked all the time on Shark Tank is they want to know their numbers. So in an investing relationship, of course they want to know the numbers because they want to know, Hey, if I'm going to invest, you know, a million dollars and get 10% back, right? Like, am I, is this actually worth this? Has your business been evaluated at that? That this is actually an income that, you know, I'm going to actually get my money back, right? And beyond. Um, that's important. But the other part of it that I know, I mean, I'm not in the Mar- brain of Mark Cuban or, you know, any of the other ones, but I can kind of think one of the other reasons that they want to know the numbers is and when someone is able to produce them is there is just a confidence there. They know their business so stinking well that they know their profit margin. They know what they paid per unit. They understand if maybe they're not getting the right price and they could get a better price. And so they know their stuff and that right there and that level of confidence is huge. So how can you apply that to your business if you're not actually looking for an investor and you are just looking for customers? The more you know about your business, and you're able to answer questions and ask the right questions of your customers, they are going to feel so much more confident working with you because you know your stuff. Now, do they need all that nitty gritty and those details? No, right? They don't need to know your profit margins and all that. That's kind of silly. You won't share that with a customer, but you knowing your business well enough and and you being priced right is also um, a big deal, whether that's a product or um, a service, which a lot of us are in both or one, um, you know, for me and my doTERRA business, I don't get to price the product. DoTERRA does that right. Um, within my coaching business, I get to price that and I get to decide, and I know my numbers. I track them every single day. Every time a sale comes in, I track them, got my spreadsheets and, um, all that. And so I know what's coming in and what's going out. Huge. Uh, my coach also says the statement, no, he gave me kind of the idea for this podcast in general, but he says the statement, if it's worth tracking, it's worth doing, it's worth doing, it's worth tracking. And you probably heard me say this a lot of times and you can kind of think like, Hmm, oh yeah, if I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Tracking, it would make sense. Right. I'm going to track it. Do it. What? Right. So, um, know your numbers, track your numbers. It will feel so good. I mean, in years past, a little bit of a tangent. But I think it'll be helpful. So in years past, I would like wait till the end of the year and then like scramble and get my PL sheets all together. And I would find things on my bank account that'd be like, what? I'm still paying for that, or I'm in the upgraded version still. And I had just wasted money like all over the place. It's actually kind of embarrassing. If you lived in that world, you know what I'm talking about. And now, I work, I actually someday, sometimes I'll do do my numbers daily, sometimes weekly, but for sure monthly. Like when I get to the end of the month, my sheets are all filled out and I know exactly where expenses are going. So things like Amazon, um, like Kindle or Audible or, you know, like any of those things that we just like let those silly little $16, $17.30 things, maybe even more for some of you, slip by month after month and instead of checking it at the end of the year and finding it at the end of the year, we're seeing it right away in January or right away in February or whatnot. I can't tell you how much money I've saved myself by just having that be part of my, um, weekly, at least, you know, monthly routine. So know your numbers. It's going to be so helpful for you for so many reasons, saving money and making money and just help you with your confidence within your business. Now, last but not least, this is something that actually my coach didn't share, but it kind of downloaded in me that another thing that we notice on Shark Tank is the branding. Now, you might not notice every little tweak and thing <laughs> from my experience. you might I think you'd notice it, but maybe you won't be able to put like your finger on it. Like, what is that thing, right? And when branding is off, it's just off. And... And almost immediately when I see them presented, right, they've got their like set up off to the side and they come out. And when I see that their branding's off or their name of their brand is off, like people get way too personal with branding, um, like the name of their business that you're like, dude, I don't, uh, doesn't matter if that's like your kids' names, if it like literally does not apply to, to your business, right? So it's really easy to tell. Um, that there's something off, maybe you're not sure what it is. When it's branding, it becomes pretty obvious. So what is really gonna help with your branding? Make it really simple. When you see a setup, it has like a pile of stuff and you're like trying to figure it out and you're like, I don't get it. Or maybe like the logo is really descriptive. I remember early in my business years, I actually didn't have a designer on staff at this point. I was the designer and the sales and the marketing and all the things. And I had someone come to me and they had a um, product for for dogs. And so they wanted a logo of a very descriptive illustration of a dog. And um, I remember it so vividly because um, I sucked at it. Like it was so bad. They wanted it to be like almost an actual drawing, right? An illustration of a dog. And I like beat myself up about it. And I was like, girlfriend, that's not a good logo. Like descriptive logos are just like not a thing. And when you see them, uh, it doesn't hit right. You're like, okay, that, no, that's too much. And so they need to be really, really simple. I actually ended up refunding their money and letting them know that that was not a job for me and that. I actually didn't advise on it, and they went with someone else, and that's fine. I didn't follow the path to see what what came up, um, but you know, I don't see it sitting in the like, you know, stores. So um, probably didn't do it super hot, uh, and that's all about branding. So the more simple that you can make something, the better. Now there was a little lesson in there, and I'm just going to share it because I can't not. Is that knowing what you do and what you don't do is really important? Uh, the amount of time I spent on that logo, trying to make like an illustration of a dog when I cannot draw, um, was painful. Like how much time I spent, how much money I wasted because my time is money. Right. And, and so I would advise knowing that a little sooner, maybe before you sell something, uh, to someone, but then when new people would come to me for wanting branding and logos, I would say, you know what, if you want something really illustrated, um, And and very specific in that way, like we're not your team, we're not your people, I'm not your person. And you know, you may want to look for an illustrator versus a graphic designer. So anyways, back to branding. How do you know if your branding's off? Ask some people, look around, open up a magazine, check out some brands on the shelf. Something that is memorable and really, really simple. I find that actually most people that listen to this podcast and respond to me and whatnot usually their name of their business is their name. Like me, my name of my business is just Tina and it's really simple and it's just a font and there's no icon. It's just my name. And you know what? If I had a business name, you might not even know it. Like oftentimes I find like when there's a personality behind a brand, we know the person's name and not necessarily the name of their business anyways. So if it's your name, Jump onto Canva, find a font you like, put it on the font, download it, and start using it. Now, for those of you that are graphic designers and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe you just told people to do that. Here's why I tell people to do that. The simpler, the better. And if this is something that is going to be a complete roadblock for you and you're not going to be able to flow within your business well, just get it done, check it off, don't stop getting ready to get ready. Just do it. So the lessons we learned from Shark Tank is we want to make sure that we know our numbers. Like just simply know your numbers. like that's huge. Have a story. Like actually not have a story. Just tell your story because there's one there. as boring as you may think it is or as like grandiose as you think it is. like just find a succinct story and tell it. And then last but not least, your brand. Make sure that your brand represents you. It's not overly complicated, it's not messy, it's not awkward, you don't have to like explain it a ton, just make it really simple. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that you have some takeaways, some action items uh, that you can use right away in your brand tomorrow if you're going to a networking group or you're posting something on social media that this will be helpful. Now this podcast is absolutely free of ads, and that is because I- lo- well, I hate ads when I'm <laughs> listening to a podcast. But also I just absolutely love bringing value. And one of the ways that I'm bringing even more value uh, to the world is I just created a brand new experience for people called Flow. And I accidentally used the word earlier, but I have to tell you about this. So this will be like my little kind of mini advertisement. Feel free to stay on (laughs) if you want. I won't feel bad if you click off. Okay. So flow is an experience for small business owners to be able to learn all of these marketing details in a succinct order. Have coaching and weekly coaching and monthly training. And we have a beautiful resource library that I'm adding to on a regular basis uh, for you to just gobble up and for me actually to point you to those things uh, for you to be able to consume that content and grow your business. And so the idea is to reveal your brand, to create your systems and attract. Your ideal client. If this sounds like something that you want to hear more about, jump in. Feel free to follow me over on the gram, start a little chat over there, or I will put a link to the website, my website, tinapettis.com, and you'll be able to see flow right there at the top of the site. I can't wait to hear um, the takeaways that you have from this specific show. And if you're interested in more on flow, I'd love to have you in that community. Hope you guys have a great day.